1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell.
3: And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, with me is Todd, and we have a very special guest, Ted Hicks. Ted, how are you doing? He's still on mute. He doesn't want no, to No,
2: I'm not on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <good laughs> <after> now. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? It's great being here talking with two of my old friends. Um, just enjoying the moment. There's uh, actually a Bombo Genesis happening right outside my uh, front door. So, um, hey, I thought this would be the greatest place to be right now. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Are you really getting that much snow? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Oh. It's total, I mean, it's total chaos up here.
3: I mean, this is way, way off subject, and because the show's already off the rails, but that's how we like it. So, yeah. like, in Tennessee, <laughs> like, two weeks ago, we got, like, where I live, we got, like, three or four inches of snow, which is a ton of snow. You know, it shuts down everything. And then last night, we got, like, a dusting. But in Seattle, you know, they've had more snow this year than they've had been a long time and they don't put salt on the roads or anything so it completely shuts down everything where you live is it can you just still not going anywhere or is it more like they actually clear the roads at some point
2: um so up here you know being in the well you know greatest city in the world um who they don't like to shut down we don't shut down for anything we don't shut down for if you know covid or snowstorms or whatever like that Um, Yeah, they like to clear the roads. And um, currently right now, there's about a foot of snow outside.
3: Oh, my gosh, that's (laughs) insane. Actually, it's cold where Todd is. Todd is in South Florida, of course, for all of you listeners who don't know that, but it's actually kind of chilly this is the weather show you know what's by interesting? We're not Ian Sparks. Rappaport
1: just tweeted he has a lot of thoughts so he's listening to the show um, yeah chilly is right it's supposed to get down to 36 tomorrow which is that's actual winter not that's just not South Florida winter that's actual winter so it's going to be a little chilly chillier than in Waukegan you have
3: to wear a jacket with your shorts
1: I anybody in Waukegan. I just like it <laughs> I will be wearing a jacket with my shorts I'll probably even put it on a sweater but I will be wearing my shorts because I'm still in Florida damn it um,
3: I wear shorts because I just refuse to give in to the man, whoever the man is that creates the weather or whatever. But I refuse to not wear shorts. Like I'll go out today if I have to go anywhere. I'm wearing shorts. I just, uh, I just don't like pants. I just don't like wearing pants. That's all it is. So, um, I don't know where to go with this. So I'll just get straight into it. Sunday's game. <laughs> Tomorrow's game. Um, well, let's, well, let's actually look back. Did you guys watch how much football did you watch? All of football last weekend, um, or did you watch a little bit? How much did you watch of it,
1: Todd? I watched most of it. I did not watch all of it, but I did watch most of it. I uh, I don't know. I I think basically, if you just watch the right game, you watched all the football you'd ever need for most of the rest of your life. I mean, oh my God, that. If you just watched one of the games, it's like that. Every game was like that, right? Thanks. Yeah, well, I think was the Chiefs Bills so is like oh that's my the one goodness. I miss.
3: So I watched. It's funny because <laughs> I, like, I watched. I watched most of. <laughs> tuned into some of the game. I think I watched all of the the Rams Bucks game, um, which I thought was fixed at the end because Brady always comes back in that game. Anyway, I'm not going to be going there, but um, but I didn't watch any of the the Chiefs game. And I was like, I'm sure it'll be a good game, but you know, family. So it was like, I just, I didn't watch. it. And then I tuned, I checked it later and I was like, Oh, so I missed what 45 points in the last 20 seconds or something. I I haven't, I haven't uh, hurt myself by going back and actually watching what I could, you know, on those, but I I guess clearly I missed a bunch. So, but uh, do you think it was the, you know, so many people are saying it's it's the greatest weekend in the history of football. I, I don't know that. Um, Personally, any time the Seahawks won a Super Bowl is the greatest weekend, but, you know, for you guys was what you saw from it. Um, did you enjoy it to the utmost that you could compared to any other weekend in football? I mean, we're all in our 80s. So, you know. Okay. I,
2: <clears throat> and and that was the whole thing about this. When you guys invited me on the show, I was like, I don't even watch football. So I didn't know <laughs> what I would. <laughs>
3: Hold on, for the record Ted watches football but he's a Jets fan So he has to clearly say I don't watch watch football
2: (laughs) Football. There you go Um, Last week Last week The slate of games The four games were were really fantastic Um, That last game Yes But for NFL historians Pulling this one out of my bag folks (laughs) I challenge everyone that says, oh, it was the greatest football game ever. I mean, it really was good, but I would have to. And I would challenge both of you gentlemen, because I'm sure you're going to remember. San Diego Chargers, Miami Dolphins, 1982 championship or 1981 AFC championship game. 41-38. Dolphins won it. Wait, did the Dolphins win? Yeah, game? the Dolphins won that year, and I think that was like hands down. Granted, I'm talking. We're talking about something that happened 40 years ago. That was the greatest. Did it really happen 40 years ago? Oh 40 my gosh! It's all
3: suddenly old. I remember that like it was yesterday. 40, it was 40 years
2: before. ago. You remember Kellen Winslow? They oh were yeah. Dragging him off the. Winslow.
3: Yeah, did his best James Brown like four times yes. during the game.
2: Yes. That was the greatest football um, playoff football game ever. But this one came in a distant second for me. Um, those two quarterbacks are—they're going to run the league along with Burrow and Herbert for the next ten years. I, I think what we saw last week was the the passing of the baton, um, the changing of the torch. The I need something else to say, but um, no, it was great. It was a great football um, week. The last game was was all, the last Lee, Just watch the last three minutes of the game. That's what, That's what I, I heard. Just yeah. Just watch yeah. the last three minutes. Not a bit of defense a, being played.
1: A, a correction for you. The Dolphins lost that game, as I vividly recall, because of that mother <clears throat> person, Kellen Winslow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, everybody. Everybody in Miami eternally hates Kellen Winslow after that game.
3: Uh, He's, you know, uh, at least his son has come back and and taken care of a lot of Florida. And he took care of a
2: lot of things, (laughs) Kellen Winslow Jr. Yeah,
3: yeah. That game was. You're right, man. That was probably the best. Best game. Sorry to interrupt you, Todd. But that was probably the best game. uh, The best. Game I've ever seen, period, and I'm not going to go into detail, was a high school football game in 1989. Okay. Between the, I wasn't even in high school at the time, but it was the high school I went to, uh, Oak Ridge against Central, and the quarterback of Central happened to be this guy named Todd Hilton. Shout out um, to Oak Ridge. <laughs> thanks. Well, T Higgins. <laughs> T Higgins plays for, he's from my school. I went to school with his mom. But, um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there was a, a lot, one of the linebackers for Oak Ridge was Mike Caldwell, who's coaching for the Buccaneers. I mean, there were so many people in that that actually ended up being – it was just a great game. But but back to that Dolphins-Chargers game, it was so vivid. Like, I remember the hook and ladder. I, mean, I didn't like the Chargers at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping right. the Dolphins would win. But Yeah.
1: yeah. I and mean, Kellen Winslow even goes in on special teams and blocks the field goal. It's like, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. You don't belong on the field. 40
2: like, Stop years it. ago. Forty years yeah, ago, but, but if insane. you tell the millennials anything, just tell <clears> the millennials, <throat> anyone who watches, all the younger folks that watch the show, go back to YouTube, type in, you know, nineteen eighty one AFC Championship, or nineteen eighty two AFC Championship. I'm not sure which year it was, but and watch it on YouTube. Yeah,
3: it's yeah. it's funny you brought it's that up crazy. because um, when I, we've been doing <laughs> this thing on on the site, 12manrising.com. And um, where all the writers are, six of the writers are actually predicting all the games when we started that to begin with. But I was I, I will text everybody, hey, what's your score prediction? And uh, they'll, they'll text me back and I'll add that to the article. And one of the guys who writes for us is in his 20s. And uh, I was making a joke. I was like, man, I just I really hope that the Bengals make the Super Bowl and that Joe Montana somehow beats them again. And he, he didn't respond. And and I was like, he was like, he was like, oh, I guess I'm too young to get that joke. And I was like, well, just because you're too young to get that joke doesn't mean history didn't happen. You know? Right.
1: Wow. Right.
2: wow. That's it's the biggest tight. thing about
1: this weekend. To me, it's like you touched on is the changing of the guard. It's like Tom Brady out. Aaron Rodgers out. And, of course, Tom Brady might be out. Period, and looks like Rodgers is out of Green Bay. It's like definitely new, the new sheriffs are in town for sure. Yeah,
3: Green Bay, Green Bay is screwed though. I mean, with the cap room, oh, even, yeah. I mean, because uh, Rodgers yeah. is 46 million, they're already over 44 million. Devontae Adams is a free agent. I mean, they're done. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, they were all in on this here and it didn't happen. So,
2: but who's their quarterback Goodbye. in waiting?
3: Jordan Love. Who good hasn't luck. looked very good when he's played, but he also hasn't probably played enough to actually have a chance to see how good he could be. <clears throat> but they chose him in the first round. I mean. He was pretty was so good with weird. the Cavs, though, so he might come through. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: And no relation, Jordan or or Kevin, to Davis.
3: No, they're not unless one is adopted.
1: Okay, got it. So, Which is <laughs> possible. <laughs> which is very possible. Got it. So, uh. Joe Rogan
3: uh, would probably have a lot of thoughts on that. It's funny oh. you mentioned. You guys are always jumping. In. My next thought is like I really want to bring this up, and then you'll kind of you know segue, act, and you don't even know what I'm going to say. But I was going to say the real reason we have Ted on this show is to talk about. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, and and you know as opposed to like the NBA, and especially not like baseball because baseball is a team. NBA is all about the player. NFL seems like it's going more towards the player. There was a time. I really respect Aaron Rodgers' game, but and I Tom Brady I didn't like because he always won, right? I don't like the Patriots, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. but it wasn't
3: really against him anything personally. I mean, he seems like a decent dude, right? But Aaron Rodgers, it's like I've gone from liking him to just he's such an arrogant ass, and <laughs> and the whole thing with the the vaccine. I mean, he's to the point where he has an impression on general culture, right? And going on Joe Rogan like he did and stuff like that, but then just, I mean, what do you think about, how do you, not just the player, Aaron Rodgers, how do you think that affects the, just the general public as far as Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying, I'm immunized, which is a lie, because he's referring to the fact that he's vaccinated really, right? That's what people assume, but he wasn't.
2: Yeah. So. I don't know. It's It's just i would have respected more if he said hey we took a holistic approach to what was being asked of me and not let it become a a wordplay." i've been immunized hey have you been vaccinated i've been immunized i'm like oh okay and then next question um great player tons and tons of talent um does he rub people the wrong way of course um the 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 fact that he goes on Pat McAfee's show every week, exclusively, and espouses half an hour, forty five minutes on the state of football and the state of um, uh, epidemiology. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 a lot. It's you know. Will he get? I mean, trust me. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? Yes. Is he first ballot? Yes. Did he rub some people the wrong way along the way? Yes. Um, Not a fan. I'm glad the Jets aren't looking for a quarterback because we already went that route when Favre was at the end of his career. Right. Um, He's a short-term solution for someone needing to get over that hump, a la what Brady did two years ago. Um, Overall, Millennials are probably gonna love love them because they love that approach of the, uh, you know, hey, I'm gonna go against the green. I'm going to, you know, hey, if everyone wants you to go right, I'm gonna go left. I don't know. It's it's
1: even even when the green is the sum of all human knowledge. Yeah. Yes. What yes. what I love of the fact is that he complains about being silenced in a twenty eight minute interview on ESPN. Yeah. Really? <laughs> You're being silenced, are you? It's like Dude, we can't get away from your the depth of your constant pronouncements. It's like, you're such a moron. Cal has got to be so embarrassed. It's like, how did this guy even get in, let alone get out? Holy mother of God. Yeah,
3: it makes you wonder how, how well that locker room worked with Marshawn Lynch and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, they both tell it how it is, even though Lynch seems like a more humble guy it sounds <laughs> weird but he he has really kind of been and a humble. more intelligent guy yeah well yeah he is intelligent too but it's just like they approach things from two completely different oh yeah ways so. one is a knee guy the
1: other is a wee guy ah. yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what it boils down
3: to. so what's going on with the jets are we gonna i mean you know they they got zach wilson I, it's hard to judge rookie quarterbacks, right? Because they they come in they they're high picks, so they come onto a bad team anyway, right? So it's like what what can they really do? I mean Lawrence might be okay in Jacksonville, but he first of all he started with Urban Meyer, who's just atrocious and train wreck, um, and he didn't have anything to work with. Zach Wilson didn't have any kind of offensive weapons to work with, right? So how did the Jets get better?
2: Jets are a young team. Jets are. Last time I've been to a Jets game was 2019. Yeah, I think pre, pre-COVID, pre I went to a Jets game. Um, you know, t- the Jets are exactly who you thought they were. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they had the Buccaneers on the ropes. <laughs> and next thing you know, Tom Brady comes in there, and I'm like, oh, I need, just need to go 90 yards and... 25 seconds, no problem. You know? <laughs> um, love Robert Sala. No buts about it. Love Robert Sala. Got to give him some time. Got to um, love LaFleur. And they're going to have to... The one thing I've noticed with the Jets over the years, so I like having LaFleur there, is the Jets don't know how to develop quarterbacks. Period. Period and we've watched it time and time again, from Sanchez to Darnold to you go back to, I mean, well, Pennington, you don't want to say, but um, they're not good with their development, overall development of quarterbacks. Um, the ownership is Woody Johnson and Chris Johnson. I'll leave it there. Um, and, and players that they should sign that they don't and then somehow it just becomes that public it goes to the the tabloids and then next thing you know you know you have the star player on his way out the door you know so what we saw with Adams is what we saw with Revis and what we saw with everyone else who didn't fit the model and didn't get paid because you know the Jets are looking for that specific player to carry the cross um it's going to be a while it's going to be a while and we hope zach is able to pull through and because until they get all the pieces in place because it was a team with 90 plus million that was in the cap but it had a lot of holes so i would say last year's a wash this upcoming season might be a wash too and so that you look to that third season out with <laughs> Rob Sala to start turning the corner,
3: and they've got two like really top ten draft picks, right? So yes, not going into players, but there's certain positions that they need to draft for.
2: Yes, yes. So I mean, and it it always comes down to O line. It always comes down to making sure um, we can keep Zach Wilson upright and. You know, ultimately, it comes down to needing that edge rusher. That's all it comes down to.
1: Um,
2: Are you talking about the
1: Seahawks? I thought you were talking about the Jets. <laughs> keeping keeping Wilson upright, need an edge rusher.
2: Like, you know, I, mean, I mean, I, I don't know. But, hey, I, I, something I want to point back to you guys, we didn't get to discuss in pre-pro, you know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How's that Jamal Adams trade working out for you guys?
3: Um, it's uh, you know it's it's working out. I, I, the funny thing is, I think it'll work out better with the new defensive coordinator. I think he has a certain unique skill set, and he just Ken Norton Jr. didn't know how to use him. I mean, Seattle all year long kept saying, you know, based on this year versus 2020 when he had nine and a half sacks, um, and 12 quarterback hits, and had zero of each this season. Seattle was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, offenses seem to know when he's coming, so they've schemed to get. No, 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 no. You can't go from nine and a half to twelve and twelve to zero and zero. You accidentally get a sack, right? It's just he didn't know they. Seattle thought before the season they had uh, a front four who could get to the quarterback, but couldn't because I used them in a effed up way. And then they thought we would just play Diggs and, and Adams more as like true safeties, one a strong safety and one a free safety. And they just completely ill used Adams. So there's a lot of Seahawks fans out there who are like, oh, they need to get rid of Adams. Adams isn't the problem. The defensive coordinator was. Yeah. I think if he can stay healthy, you know, now he's hurt both shoulders. At least it, weren't, it wasn't his legs. Right? But I think uh, next year he could be really good with a defensive coordinator who's more aggressive, who knows how to use them. Um, my fear is that Completely. Quandre Diggs ends up in New York, which is one side has him going to the Jets. I guess the Jets need safeties, right? Um, which you could tell me Jet. more than I need everything. Do the Jets need – and I was going to ask about Diggs specifically when it comes to this because he is just – his teammates love him. When he got hurt, I've, I've never seen so many tears. People, yeah. Players crying on the sidelines when he went down with injury. So he's fantastic in the locker room, obviously, and he's been a great player for Seattle. But do the Jets need, do they need leadership too, or do you think that's? Gotcha.
2: Yes, totally. It's a it's a really young team, young locker room. Um, that's why I said is is there a couple of years out.
3: But at least they're in a division where I mean the Dolphins, the Dolphins were better this year and really you know really good defensively, but they don't seem to have any clues to keeping a head coach who's successful. Um, the Patriots are, wow, yeah. you know, I mean, they'll be good, but Belichick's getting older, right? He's not going to be there that long. Um, who else is in the division? There's the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and Bills. the Bills. Oh. The, Bills. Which are, the Bills. The Bills are loaded, obviously, um, for several yeah. years. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, they're the bound to lose four straight Super Bowls again coming up, I'm sure. But, um, Clearly. you know, <clears throat> it's not a division where it's like they can't in the next three or four years be one of the top two teams in the division if things go right they just have things they just have to draft well right it's not even it's not really free agency since it's a young team they could get better they just need to draft well correct right correct yeah correct getting the ned drusher is extremely important but i mean you could get one of those and Chandler jones is out there to me it's like you know there was some talk about russell wilson being traded and you know it's like where would he fit you know it's like the jets are A team but man if i'm sierra i'm like you know husband new york's a pretty good place for the entertainment industry maybe we could go to the jets
2: um at this part in his career i would say no way
3: for his benefit not for for his
2: benefit because he would i mean he's going to be on his back yeah you know not in a good way either and not in a good way either. We're not that's talking right. about Sierra either. Um, but but Jets, no way. Well, there's been talk like last two two years or so about Russell Wilson and the Giants, but it's seeming that that's not going to happen with Daniel Jones getting that you know vote of confidence.
1: And it's the same thing. It's like he wants to win Super Bowls. If you want to win Super Bowls at his age, you're not going to New York. Mm-mm.
2: No way in hell. Nope. I mean, there's only a few place players, you,
3: places you can go, right? I mean, I mean, if he stays in Seattle, you know, they, they had one bad year. They've been successful. If if they have the right, yeah, they draft well Seattle. enough and sign the right players, they're right back in the mix too. Especially if Brady and Re- Rodgers ends up in Denver, per se, then you're opening up the whole. NFC because the Packers aren't going to be the Packers. And then Brady leaves the Buccaneers. They've still got a lot of good players, but, you know, that's there's something about Brady where he is able to bring a team an offense together and understand the communication a lot better. And I think that's really what separates. And it's not like he has the best arm talent in the world. He never has. He's, he's he can throw it well, is. but it's more his just the way he communicates with his players uh, around him. I think that's the key so you guys have uh you, gotta, you guys gonna watch i know ted doesn't watch football because the Jets aren't playing sunday well none of our teams <laughs> are playing tomorrow you guys gonna yeah, watch the games playing. tomorrow?
2: yeah uh real quickly i'll say rams and chiefs that
3: would make for a great super bowl i think it
2: it mm-hmm. made for a great monday night football game remember like three years ago oh, yeah. it was it was a great monday um and it was like something crazy like a fifty to forty-five score. That's right. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes threw he threw like six touchdowns, but threw like three interceptions that game. And and um that's what I would like to see um in the Super Bowl. Um yeah, I'll 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 leave it there.
1: That's what everybody wants to see, unless they're living in Cincinnati or or Oak Ridge, Tennessee. That's right, Oak okay, Ridge. Sure. There's a lot of Bengals. San Francisco. Places, like,
3: there's a lot of flags and
1: yards that
3: you know say, go Bengals. <laughs> That's right.
1: <a>, it would be <laughs> pretty cool to see. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think the Rams-Chiefs would be a better game, but there would be a lot of poetry, and it would be really wild to see a Bengals-Niners Super Bowl. I don't think we've ever had a double upset like that. It was like, the where the thing hell is does this is, team come? I'm going to interrupt him
3: for a second, for just a second. But the funny thing is, if Joe Montana came in right now and played, he'd probably be better than Garoppolo. Wow. So maybe he could lead him to another Super Bowl win.
1: 100% degree. In a wheelchair if he needed it. Garoppolo's Every, terrible, man. He is terrible.
2: Everyone's always beating up on Jimmy G. Is that because of the um, who he likes to go out to lunch with?
1: It's because of his ineffectiveness and his ineptitude and his stupidity.
2: Other than that, he's a good quarterback.
1: Actually, I'll
3: say he, the guy has handled the situation as well as you could. Right. They draft a you know, number three. He doesn't seem like a jerk. He's right. a good looking guy. He's got everything going for
1: him. He's really handsome.
3: You know? It's just he's not. He's just
1: not a good quarterback. <laughs> this is what kills me. There's never a conversation about Jimmy G where his looks don't come up. It's like well, – Because I wish I looked every, like him. That, that happens with everybody. It's like anytime I talk about Joe Montana, it's like the first topic is like, God, he's so good looking. I wish I was a girl. <laughs> Swung that way. And it was, It's like nobody says that about anybody except Jimmy G. That's it tells what everything it comes to down to. It's, it's like,
3: like look, not. every time I talk about Brad Pitt, I'm like, the guy cannot
1: throw the ball. But he's a good looking guy. <laughs> Right there. That tells you everything you need to know about Jimmy G. Yes. yes. Yeah, he looks really great. It's like, dude, I don't care if it looks like a slime mold. Can he throw the ball? Can he run the offense?
3: Yeah, what'd they do two years ago? How did they get to the Super Bowl? They didn't even – it was like, <laughs> can we pretend we don't even have a quarterback on the field? Right. That's basically what they he did. He did. threw it nine he times for game.
1: Good, for Christ's sake.
2: He almost wow. gave that game away against Dallas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He yeah. tried to give it away. It's like, oh.
3: Yeah, I, I don't we, know, because it's like he's been well coached. He was well coached in New England. He's he's well coached in San Francisco. It's just he's not that good. He's not good. And I don't have anything against the guy. Like I said, he he handled the situation a lot better than I did. If I had that job and then they they drafted my replacement, I'd be like, right, screw this.
2: Right. When yeah. lose, a draw. Where it's do you see? The, it's
1: the people who are fans of his. It's like you guys are stupid.
2: Win, lose, a see... draw. Oh, I'm sorry. Win, lose, a draw. Where do you see Jimmy G next season?
3: I think he's going to start for a team just because he's got all that starting experience and so many teams need quarterbacks. <laughs> he's not going to be in San Francisco. He shouldn't be in San Francisco for their sake, not because of him, um, just because they, they need to start playing Trey Lance. you got to play him. You right. can't do like <clears throat> what the Packers have done, you know, and it's like, okay, we've got this first-round draft pick who's now entering its third season. We don't even know what right. he can do. That's a waste. Right, right. But I don't know. He, uh, I think the, he'll be a starter Dolphins. somewhere. The but- Dolphins get their new
1: head coach who, who won't be Dayball, which would have been great for a Tua. They're going to move Tua because they don't trust him. Miami has a lot of modeling agencies, so straight up swap. <laughs> Jimmy G to the Dolphins is like, and he's got his career set. It's like when he folds as a quarterback because he has a terrible head coach. <laughs>
3: he's, he's ready to go. I mean, to be as much as we're talking about, the guy could be like, you know what? I think I'm done with football. He would go instantly into the broadcast booth. Yeah. Like he's really good at, it. I've heard him talk. Yeah. He talks fine. He says yeah. good words. So,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we'll next week. Yeah. I mean, I can see him doing that, but it's like, he's, he's gonna, he's going to be a starter somewhere, but I think he'll get a, he's not going to be on a good team. It's going to be a team that has to have a quarterback starting top quarterback who's just desperate um if i'm but again you know i think the 40 49ers have beat the rams six straight times which is weird when you think about it and they could beat the rams again tomorrow because they do things that the rams aren't great at defending the rams are really good at pass rush and they're really good in the secondary and the 49ers will be like oh we saw the patriots and the bills play earlier this year right we'll right we'll throw it three times you know and just elongate the game because the 49ers defense is stacked too we saw that last week against the Packers. Correct, yeah,
0: for sure. And Matthew and Stafford's
3: sure. bound to make some mistakes, right? I mean, he's, he's already made some mistakes in the playoffs. It's just as he has a good team around him. But I could, I could see the 49ers. I actually, think I have the no, I have the Rams winning. The Rams. I almost went with the 49ers just because of the matchup. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has to be in Sean McVay's head at this point. When you beat somebody six straight times and you don't right. throw the ball well, something's going on. How do we defend this team? For
1: sure.
3: So, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the the Chiefs-Bengals. Um, the Bengals don't have a good defense at all. I think that's going to kill them. But but just watching those two quarter two young quarterbacks go, you know, head to head basically as much as you can in the NFL, obviously, head to head and against that those kind of offenses. I mean, the Chiefs could beat them 56 to 20 just because of the Bengals defense. But it could also be just like we saw in Bills-Chiefs. I can see that happening. Yeah best defense, right? Yeah. no clearly
1: not clearly not yeah they kept on talking during the game about how solid their defense is is like okay maybe statistically but i've seen a few yeah, other statistically, games statistically when
3: you're the teams in your strong. division are the broncos who have no offense the chargers who <laughs> jekyll and hyde and the raiders are the same way
2: right yeah question has there ever been a quarterback in a playoff game to win to have been sacked nine times? Like I, I just don't think his body can no, so. hold up if there's a another drubbing like that um for the AFC championship game.
3: If he was Tom Brady, he wouldn't he wouldn't have held up. I mean nothing against right. Brady, but he's forty four years right. old, right? right? I thought the same right. thing. I thought this guy got sacked fifty one times in the regular he's getting hit all the time. Yes. In every game. He's getting hit. He's so now he's been sacked more than sixty, because I'm sure he got sacked in the game before the Chiefs game. Or not mm-hmm. the Chiefs game, but in the last game playoff game <laughs> played. But he's 23 years old, so bounce yeah. back a lot faster. So this is the
2: importance sweeper. of having that O line. Yes. <laughs> it's
3: funny because I'm writing an article on the which for, for which free agents to take talking about young teams with the Jets, but I was looking at which free agents each team has of the final four teams. And I was like, which free agents might the Seahawks sign for from the Bengals? And I'm like, they they don't have an, everybody's so young on that team of that matters. It's like, they're not even going to be chases there for another three years. Higgins is there for another two nice. burrows there for at least another two. Well, really they'll be there beyond that because they have the fifth year option, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. They're loaded for, and the offensive line is horrible. They improve that and get the defense a little bit better. Man, they are lights out for years. So, and they've got a running back. I don't know.
2: And, and just the thing, Marvin Lewis had 15 years to try to figure that out with with the Bengals, and he didn't.
3: Yeah, I just I think they've got. I they got a little lucky with who was coming out of college at the time they were able to. To draft who they were able to draft get they got burrow and higgins in, in their first round it's like okay And you get yeah. chase because you're not that good so you get Chase the next year it's just like we just it's almost like lane kiffin he keeps falling up you know it's like yeah. at, at some point they've got a hit on their draft picks i don't know should be fun should be fun to watch i'm hoping it's uh i don't know if i had a rooting interest do you guys have a rooting interest care who wins yeah
2: not necessarily not necessarily i mean it's it's I, I i've given my picks, but like you said if it was Bengals 49ers in Super Bowl i'd be okay i mean maybe you wouldn't order that uh subway sandwich platter you know for the <laughs> friends that are coming by <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i don't
1: know you slide you need
3: that's funny <clears throat> Yeah, I'm hoping the oh Bengals God. are in it just because of T. But as far as I mean, you know, you got two NFC West teams facing each other. It's it's like can they both lose? Um, you know, that would be <laughs> ideal. They both lost. Somehow we ended up with the Super Bowl. It's again the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't. It's it's funny because they're both NFC West teams, but I don't really dislike either team actively. You know, I mean, there's nobody on the teams. Right. I mean, Aaron Donald's the best player in football, hands down, right? Just general. I mean, he's just a beast. And um, but there's nobody that I really dislike. I don't think
1: on either team. What about you, Todd? I have the same. I I actually kind of would like whoever comes out of the NFC West to win the Super Bowl because they're going to get rated harder. Any free agents, any coaches is like so the, the team would decline next year. That'd be that'd be nice. It's actually. I mean, I actually kind of like the fact that that uh, they, they both in the championship because it shows how tough the damn division was. It's like, look, the NFC champions. We played basically both of them. Still had a decent season. Or, okay, not horrible, not a decent season. Actually, it was a terrible season, but still, look at the division you are in. So, yeah, go ahead, win. Get rated. Have nothing left next year. They'll still have a lot. The Rams will still have a lot next year. And, you know, if the 49ers come to the realization that they actually need a quarterback to be more consistent, then they're going to be a more dangerous team. So in a way it would be good if they win because they won't dump Garoppolo and then we can kick their ass twice <laughs> next year. Again.
2: How, how, how ballsy is it for the Rams to push in all their chips? I mean, they basically obliterated their, their draft. I mean, good for you for Seahawks and, um, but so is is it kind of like all or nothing this year? Because are are a lot of those players not coming back after this year?
3: They seem to do the same thing every year, though. Honestly, I mean they 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 just decimate their draft. They they approach it in a completely different way than other teams. They use their draft picks to get other player veteran players, and then they seem to do it again. Because mm. I was, I've been thinking for like the last three or four years. Oh, you know mm-hmm. they've only got two good years <laughs> left. Oh no, they're they're just as good as they always have been. Oh. Mm. Of course, they had Jared Goff, and now they've got Matthew Stafford, and that's helped them. Yes. Night and day. Wow.
2: That's
3: right. What till so Russell Wilson gets traded to the Rams somehow next year. And it's, it's like, oh, oh, we got no. Matthew Stafford in Seattle. <laughs> no. <laughs> or he gets traded to the 49ers. And, well, Schneider and Carroll want one year with Garoppolo <clears throat> just to see how he does. And <laughs> uh,
2: so, from, from your perspective. Something else. <laughs> from from your perspective, from the Seattle pr- perspective, has that relationship outlived itself?
3: Uh, I, I, Russell... it's the agent that's the issue, Mark Rogers. Oh, okay. And he's he's always been the issue because uh, he's a baseball agent. He has one NFL client, and it's Russell Wilson because Russell had him because he played baseball, right? So right, it's Mark Rogers who always likes to stir the pot because he he does the same thing in baseball, and players end up getting traded and for whatever mm. reason. But okay. you know, it, and you know how the NFL works. Like if you're under contract, I mean you're basically an indentured servant to that team. You know, I mean they can yeah. just like Aaron Rodgers last year. It's like, oh Rodgers wants out. Well, unless the team wants you out, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. You sit out the whole year. <laughs> They'll just toll your year, and you'll be right back the next year in the same contract. So it's like you have no power, really. Yeah, talk about
1: all you want, that so you ain't going nowhere. It's like you're stuck, dude. Or, I mean, you could sit out the whole season. How many game checks does Russell Wilson want to make? And he doesn't want to do that anyway. That's ridiculous. No. He said time and again how much he loves playing in Seattle. He's so invested in the community, financially, emotionally. I was like, he's not going anywhere. That's all media BS, as usual. It's good to know.
3: Yeah, we should. One of us should call into the John Clayton show he has on Saturday mornings and seven ten ESPN Seattle and just say, "So this Russell Wilson trade, and just hear his reaction." Because somebody will call in <laughs> once or twice. I, you know how John Clayton is. He's pretty. He's profess. Prefer, I can't say the word. He's uh. Like he is a college professor, but um, you know, he's got that one funny commercial on ESPN where it's like, "Hey, mom, I, Mike said when it's done, you know," and it's like he drops his hair and he's got that longer. Yeah. But he's yes. he's so laid back, but he gets so pissed if somebody mentions Russell Wilson getting traded. It's just funny to hear. I, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's funny, but I, I, yeah, don't call in last week. I actually listened to the show because I try to listen to his Saturday shows because it's John Clayton, right? And he's right. he's knowledgeable about any team, not just the Seahawks. He happens to live in outside Seattle, but you know helps. But he must have been, and I don't even know how I started talking about this, but he must have not, he must have had sour milk in his weeds because I've never heard every caller that called in. He seemed to get pissed at, and I've never heard him do that before. <laughs> but some guy was calling in. There's a, a Jets fan who always calls in every 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 week and. He even got mad at him because he was talking about something about game manager versus gunslinger, you know, and and this is how you really win Super Bowls. And John Clayton's like, what about Brett Favre? You know, what about all these quarterbacks who are gunslingers who have won Super Bowls? Oh, no, I mean, that's just an accident. John Clayton's was like, I, I don't I don't understand your point. Your point is, if you have a great quarterback, you're going to win Super Bowls. It doesn't matter if they're a game manager or gunslinger. Right. That's how it works. Wow. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is not a game manager. Right. And he's about to be in, probably if they win, which I assume they will on Sunday, Sunday his third Super Bowl. And how many years has he been a starter? Four. Four. Yeah. So, Pretty amazing. Yeah. The only reason they lost the Super Bowl last year, well, I mean, maybe the Buccaneers were better, but he had Todd Vandenberg and Lee Val starting on his offensive line in the Super Bowl because <laughs> everybody else was hurt. It didn't
1: help him. Todd got
3: beat for one more sack than I did. He got beat for eight sacks. I only got beat for seven. Because I missed half the game, no offense. Like, oh. That
1: was only because I had a tray of burritos. It's like, here you go. That's they right. They really would naturally gravitate to my side. That's
3: right. Yeah, I only had so gave up seven sacks and had 13 holding calls and 21 plays. But otherwise, you know, I, was, I, was, I thought I played pretty solidly. Yeah, that one solid play. That's right. For five That's when they all dropped back into coverage. Guy.
1: Carlos Dunlap lined up cross and dropped into coverage. <laughs> That's right. Played deep cover, too. That's right.
3: Why is the offensive, well, offensive lineman dropping into coverage? What is what is Levi doing out there? <laughs> is he <laughs> waving at someone? Well, uh, oh, Ted, w- where can people find you and and hear your your wonderful tones?
2: Well, if you are listening to this show, you could hear me right here, um, <laughs> today,
3: right um, now, right when you're right listening, now,
2: this very second. Hey, you <laughs> just heard me. Alright, uh, <laughs> you can hear me on latenightparents.com You go there, you see what we're talking about um, some of the blog articles Twitter handles the, the Facebook stuff and the YouTube page and also where you can find the weekly podcast So, What is Late Night Parents?
3: What, what is the site?
2: The site of Late Night Parents originally well let me get my beer because this is gonna be a long <laughs> story. Um, but Late Night Parents itself was originally put together of a network of parents coming together with different thoughts and ideas, and this kind of this this I don't know this big beef stew that you're putting together. Then over the years, it kind of changed into the musings of one Theodore Hicks. <laughs> So it's basically where I discuss some um, education, technology, sports. We do some product reviews, but we really talk about um the core of it is about being parents. You know, today's parents versus yesterday's parents and kind of like how we move um you know in today's society. So that's the site in in a nutshell and that's why you won't go there and always find hey this this such and such this parent beat their child no you won't find that but you'll find fun stuff you'll find hey you might find some tech articles or you might find you know you can basically you can find almost anything um and like i said the podcast and the youtube streams are where we go totally off the rails <laughs> and that's where i kind of you know I would say what late night parents is, but it's a site I've been uh, editor in chief for for ten years. Ten years. It's been a oh. long ten years, and we didn't have a tenth year anniversary because I would be celebrating with myself. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds, but um, that sounds... but that's the deal.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you being on. It's really we, you know again people i don't know if i mentioned this on the show to start with because we talked so long in pre-pro but we used to do nikki x happy hour and then baseball beer and barbecue and ted was always the co-host on that which is i just miss us hanging out so it's really nice to be able to talk to you again. serious
2: Had to do this more often had to get you guys more often to do this because it's it's fun it's it's we keep it light and do you guys still talk? Do you infuse politics with sports or you kind of sway away from that?
3: Uh, we stay away from it on this show just because of our contractual bounds. Gotcha. Um, I mean, we have a little bit more freedom on the podcast than we do on the site. And sometimes we'll we've talked like vaccination stuff before, but yeah. not really not really anything in detail. We make the, the joke here and there about, you know,
2: because how, it's, we're, it's,
3: how we're glad Trump isn't president.
2: But it's kind of destroyed sports. Yes, it's got, kind of, yeah. you know, when we would all have issues and we can all come together and say, hey, such and such game is coming on, you know, and we're texting and we're doing it. It just seems like once 2015 happened, a lot of that stopped. Yep. And, you know, I hope we can get back to that. I'll I'll just leave it there. That's yeah. that's my PSA.
3: Well, I'm not sure we, to be honest, I'm not sure we, we can, I'm, at least I'm I'm not hopeful we can just because of the way social media now divides us all. Yeah. And there's so much money to be made on betting, especially now that it's involved in the NFL and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and just the way the NFL itself runs is like, oh, you know, we're not going to move any games and, and teams will have to forfeit. And it's like, oh, no. No, we're not actually. We're gonna play all the games, and it's just like, <laughs> it's po- it is a political decision. It's a financial decision, and a political decision because different teams handle things different ways, based on whichever state they're in. It's just a it's a mess. I agree. It's sports is not to me. Sports is not what it used to be when I was growing. Because when I was no. growing up, I was watching. You know, Sundays I would watch NFL, but I was a huge college basketball fan, which is mm-hmm. completely different than it used to be, right? But I would weekends I would be in front of the tv if i wasn't outside playing a sport i would be in front of the tv watching college basketball or baseball and now it's like maybe there's too much sports on tv or whatever but i don't know it's just completely different
2: it really is it really is and i i mean the fun the thrill i mean the thrill is still there because like i said if you bet but i i just it's not as much fun as it used to be when we Mm -hmm. could just sit there watch tv and you know even watch the nba at one o'clock on a sunday back when cbs or nbc used to have it you know and they would show those yep. same seven teams over and over and over and you'd be like "Hey, i'm really <laughs> excited about that but yep but um yep, we
3: got the redskins every week where i grew up before that was right. before the time i mean i'm 51 years old you know that was before the titans where the Titans or are... Before I lived in Seattle. I mean, which yeah. I you know liked doing that. Or I lived in Cleveland, of course the Browns were on, but in Tennessee where I grew up, Redskins on every week. It was one of the two games.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you Sorry. could I be mean, living where where I, I live. You could be you either of you guys could be living where I live and the Jets would be on every week for you. And you'd be like,
3: <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> envious of where you where you live though, because you have so many professional sports teams you know i mean multiple and plus you have arthur ash stadium but it's um you know i can't get done this around here but uh but yeah just um you know growing up where i did there wasn't there weren't any professional sports team in also minor league baseball around so it was just you know college college football was big which is it is what it is i'm not a big fan of college football to be honest but um because politically it's changed that too right it's completely different but yeah, I'm always envious of people like when I've, I've gone to New York, I always the last time I was there, we, we were already doing the show. I was thinking, man, Ted's a lucky guy to be, you know, living here because you have access to so much.
2: It's nothing like going to a U.S. Open.
3: One day we're going to get up there. We're going to all meet. And we're going to be Todd's going to move like down it. from Canada. I'm going to move up <laughs> from from Cuba and then we're going to meet. Um, <laughs>
2: Arthur Ashe Stadium is, yeah. it's really, really, really nice, you know, and not a bad seat in the house. You know, I, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm happy to live in New York because like you said, there's a lot of choices where you can just say, Hey, I'm going to an NHL game tonight. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, really? I'm like, yeah. You know, but um, Todd, you got a lot of choices in Miami. I do.
1: Uh, I used to have a professional football team. Well, I mean, they still get paid, <laughs> but it's not really a professional organization. Um, they're sort of a professional baseball team, and they'll get good, and then they'll gut it again because that's what they like to do. It's uh yeah, it's an interesting situation. I mean, they have the Heat. The Heat are actually playing well, so that helps. Probably helps Panthers, that they actually
3: Panthers have a professional are ass. They
1: should go to an charge. NHL game. And they have to at this point because. It's rough, man. It's rough. At least, at least, at least I'm not near Tallahassee because they haven't had a college football team for 10 years. I don't know what the hell they're doing oh, up there. So,
3: well, the good thing about you, I Bizarre. mean, Florida is, is what it is. But you could, you could drive to Tampa, right? You could. I mean, there's other. You're close enough where it's like I drive to Atlanta. You know? <laughs> yeah. Memphis has a team, but where I am in Tennessee, Memphis might as well be in.
1: Oh yeah, New York. New York, <laughs> practically. Yeah. Actually, you should look at that. New York might be almost as close. Yeah, there is a lot to choose from from here. But uh, having grown up a Dolphins fan, that's that's always been my focus, other than the mighty Seahawks, which one of the big reasons I like the Seahawks is because they remind me a lot of Miami when they actually understood football. So uh, and I, I still can't get over the whole thing of firing. The best coach they've had since Don Chula. It's like, yeah, let's get rid of this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. And then they're shocked. When their candidates say, yeah, I'm going to go to the Giants, it's like, really? Now, seriously, look at the rosters. Look at the rosters. Who do you want to take? You want to take the Giants roster or you want to take the Dolphins roster? Man, I'm going to Miami in a heartbeat, except for the fact that I know that if I don't have my team in the Super Bowl in two years, I'm going to get fired because they are complete morons.
3: Am I wrong or the Dolphins actually owned by the McMinn County School Board? I believe that's correct <laughs> <laughs> i
2: believe you were correct
3: <laughs> we, we saw brian flores see. reading mouse he's got to go
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey I, so. I i do want to mention this going to the barclays center is fantastic but even with kevin durant james harden and kyrie irving well he can't play in the barclays yet
3: but which is a weird situation
2: which is a really weird situation there is nothing like being at msg nothing like being at msg and and the final comment i will say on going to these different arenas going to see the jets or the giants at medlife in new jersey um is great you're so pumped up but that three hour drive home in the thick of traffic
3: sucks oh my gosh Oh my gosh, that's three hours. Wow, that's ridiculous. It's like when I left when I when I worked in Seattle. I lived. I worked in Redmond and <laughs> lived in Seattle. And if I got out when Microsoft got out, it was literally three hours to get back my ten miles home. So uh, Oh well.
1: Can you imagine if they ever get a night game again, you you wouldn't get home until Wednesday.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> night games were easier in Seattle because Microsoft when. So if I left work from oh, Redmond. Yeah. At 5 p.m., like if I schedule myself, okay, I'm, I'm done at 5. Or if I close because I managed to vitamin shop. So if I got done at 5, it took me three hours. It never took me less than an hour and a half. It was always closer to three hours. If I left at 9.15 when there was no Microsoft letting out, it would take me 15 minutes to get home. <laughs> so it's just like yeah.
0: no yeah. traffic. That's what so
3: close. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well. So I used to have my, my beers in the car. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I'd have a six pack,
3: but I'd be sober by the time I got home.
2: So everyone who's listening That's to this funny. podcast, he <laughs> drinks a six pack of non-alcoholic beverages. Right. All right, thank That's you. Right. Six pack of Frosty
3: uh, beer. Canadian dry. <laughs> um, so Canada dry, whatever it is. But anyway, thanks thanks for being on Ted really, really. Uh, really like this, so thank you very much. And um, anybody have any final words? Kid Hicks
0: is is now no longer available, but he was. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.